good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world. I'm James Schofield, the creator of the podcast Behind the Bottom Line. This is a special holiday season story which I've written for you called Vixen. It comes in four episodes and has never been published anywhere else. Episode three is called Magic. After the phone call in episode two from Inspector Huttle, Colin is starting to see his whole world crumble around him. How much longer can he continue to hide his behaviour from Flora and the children? And why is the vixen, Princess Jasmine, haunting him? It was stress at work, he told Flora, when they were on their own. The fund he managed had been performing poorly and he wasn't sure if he was going to get his normal bonus this year. And the fox? she asked. The fox made him nervous, he explained. Shouldn't they worry about rabies? What if it bit one of the girls or something? Or the chickens? It hadn't done anything yet. But who knew when that might change? How about he put some of that rat poison they had inside the stale bread the girls put out at night? Flora pooh-poohed his worries. There was no rabies in Ireland, and anyway, poisoning foxes was illegal. Calm down, Colin. You're not a country person. You don't understand these things, she told him. It's like my grandfather used to say, feed Mr. Fox or he'll feed himself. We've done our bit, and she'll do hers. Now, come downstairs. We'll have some tea and decorate the Christmas tree. And stop worrying about work. So what if you don't get a bonus this year? We've got enough money already. You know we have. You could retire tomorrow, and we'd still have enough. The next day was Christmas Eve, and although Colin remained jumpy, there were no more phone calls, and the fox stayed away as well. They went to midnight mass in the village church, and afterwards, while the children tried to go to sleep, Colin and Flora stuffed presents into Christmas stockings for them. Then there was the usual chaos on Christmas morning of presents and overexcited small girls before they went to Flora's parents for lunch, and Colin spent the afternoon nodding, smiling, and being polite to the huge family that always gathered there. Colin drove them home when it was time, the children asleep in the back and Flora next to him in the front. It was a long, empty road which went up and down across the hilly countryside. Fog had collected in the little valleys, but the tops of the hills were completely clear. Just as they neared Oyster Bay, the fog cleared again as they went up the last hill, when... Colin, watch out! Flora screamed. Caught in the headlights in the middle of the road was the vixen. Colin braked hard, but it was too late, and the car went straight through where she was standing before stopping. They both jumped out to find... nothing. What the fuck just happened? said Colin, panic making his voice go high. Where did she go? Did you hear anything? Flora shook her head. No, nothing. I didn't even feel a bump or anything. Did you? Nothing. I must have hit her, though. I must have. 
They looked at the front of the car and underneath it. There were no marks, no blood, no sign of any collision, nor was there anything on the side of the road. Then, from some distance away in the dark, came the weird, eerie cry of a fox. Colin felt afraid. Jesus, said Flora, that must be her. She must have jumped sideways at the last moment. That was lucky. The girls would have been so upset. Can we go home? said Colin, his voice shaking. It's really cold out here. Flora looked at him carefully. Let me drive the rest of the way, she said. You look a bit shocked. They climbed back into the car. The girls were now awake and demanding explanations. They were not surprised that Princess Jasmine had escaped. She can do magic, said Daisy, with great certainty. We saw her disappear once before. Really? asked Flora. When was that? It was after we'd gone to bed, a couple of days before Daddy came home. She was just taking one of the rolls in the garden when you went down the stairs, turned on the kitchen light, and poof, she was gone. Well, magic would explain why I've never seen her before tonight, said Flora. You've never seen her? asked Colin, surprised. Nor heard her? No. Tonight was the first time Her Highness let me see or hear her. It was you that told me about her, wasn't it, Fiona? Yes, Mummy didn't believe us at first. It was only when she saw that the old bread was being taken. And the dead rats, added Daisy. Yeah, that was the strangest thing, said Flora. Fiona had told me about her, but I wasn't sure because I'd never seen or heard anything. Well, of course, I was worried about the chickens. So I remembered what we'd always been told as kids about feeding Mr. Fox. And I thought we'd give it a try. Anyway. The night after we started putting stale bread out, I found three dead rats lined up outside the hen coop, and we haven't had any more trouble with rats or mice stealing chicken feed since then. So I got rid of the rat poison. Anyway, concluded Daisy, that's why I think Princess Jasmine can disappear magically. Or oh, she's a ghost, said Fiona, trying to frighten her sister. Mummy! wailed Daisy. Colin twisted round in his seat and smacked them both. Just stop it! he shouted. Shut up now! That's enough! screamed Flora. All of you be quiet! The girls looked at their father in shock and silent tears ran down their cheeks. When they got home they asked their mother to put them to bed. Colin sat in the kitchen feeling ashamed of himself and went out to the hen coop to collect the daily eggs before going into the study to get himself a whiskey. On his desk, the answering machine was flashing its little red light. With a feeling of dread, he went over and found three messages. He pressed the play button. Mr Sutherland, Inspector Huttle from the Frankfurt Police Presidium. Sorry to call on Christmas Day. I'll call back later. Mr. Sutherland, Inspector Huttle, I think you'll want to talk to me. I'll call back later. Mr. Sutherland, Inspector Huttle again. I'll call again tomorrow. It's about Yasmin Tilke. 
There have been developments you should know about. Goodbye. Who on earth is Inspector Huttle, and what does she want to talk to you about? demanded Flora, who came into the study in time to hear the last message. Colin explained what had happened to Yasmin without compromising himself. Why was she ringing on Christmas Day? Colin shrugged. That was Germans for you, he said. They weren't going to let a little thing like Christmas get in the way of doing their work. Weird. Anyway, what just happened back there in the car is never going to happen again. Have you got that? The conversation developed into a huge row about why Colin was still working in Frankfurt five years after he'd promised to stop. He knew he didn't have a strong case, which was why eventually he lost his temper and said if he had to stay in Oyster Bay with her and the children all the time, he'd die of boredom. At this point, Flora threw her tea in his face, told him to sleep on the sofa and went to bed alone. Colin wiped his face, found himself a blanket and a pillow, and lay down. Sleep was, of course, impossible. That bitch Huttle. She was a torturer, leaving little cryptic messages for him. She must have done it on purpose. And ringing him on Christmas Day. Flora was right about that. Was it really necessary to... And that was when he heard noises coming from the hen coop. Did you enjoy that? Then make sure you subscribe to Behind the Bottom Line so you don't miss the next episodes. And please recommend it to your friends and give the podcast a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Until the next episode, this is James Schofield saying goodbye.